the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter, the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the wind wrapping flying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and he believed. Whereas yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead, then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and she, she bent over to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? They said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. She did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Very good. To be honest, I'm exhausted. It has been quite a week. And being a pastor during Holy Week is like running a marathon. Not that I would ever do that but I hear it's very similar. Since we last gathered in this place, just last Sunday, I have taken part in, let me make sure I got this right, six different worship services. Last Sunday was Palm Sunday, a procession of its own, an in-gathering of gifts in support of the future mission and ministry of the church. On Tuesday, Bishop Curry of the Metropolitan Chicago Synod came to share the good news, to affirm our vocational call as pastors, and to bless oil for us to use for anointing on Maundy Thursday, which gets us to Maundy Thursday, as we gathered to be anointed, to be blessed, to share the Last Supper, which then led to Good Friday, the last words, which then led to yesterday, a celebration of life, which brings us here to the celebration of resurrected life. I feel like I've been running all 
week. Does anyone here actually like running, by the way? <laughs> yeah, you're all very wrong. That's terrible. But there is a great gospel for you today. John's gospel is fantastic if you love running. Because really, from the get-go, we are running in the gospel here today. Mary, the pre-dawn light, finds herself at the tomb. The stone rolled away. And as she approaches, she's trying to make sense of the situation. But her first reaction and inclination is to run. And run she does. And as she runs back to tell Simon Peter and the beloved yet unnamed disciple about what she's seeing, she forms a truth. Clearly, this is the work of grave robbers. Call up Shaggy and the gang. We got a mystery to solve. She gets back. She shares her truth with them. But the truth is something even greater than her truth is that people are up to no good, but the reality is God is up to something remarkable. She just doesn't see it yet. So she goes and she tells these two disciples, and you know what they do? They run, because why not? Like two children in a parking lot racing to touch the car first, they take off, not really fully even understanding why they're running in the first place. And the foot race is a narrow one as the beloved disciple barely takes home the gold. Then they do something Mary doesn't. They finally dare step inside the tomb. But just like Mary, they don't understand a thing they see. It is baffling to them. They get in though, they saw and they believed, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must be risen from the dead. In other words, belief and faith precede understanding. That's a pretty profound claim, that belief and faith precede understanding. And I know this because I'm a Bears fan, right? <laughs> and every year, I have belief and I have faith that it is our year. I believe and have faith that the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then I see two games and I understand that my faith was misplaced. But that's the difference today, right? Our faith is not misplaced. Why? Because something even more miraculous than a Bears Super Bowl win has happened. The dead live. Jesus has risen. That is a remarkable thing. And they don't even have to understand in order to believe it to be true. And sometimes, we are so focused on understanding the truths we believe, we wouldn't recognize them if they were standing right in front of us, which happens to be the case for Mary today. She's so wrapped up in her truth, in her narrative, that grave robbery is the culprit for what she's seeing, that she misses that Jesus is standing right in front of her. She mistakes him for the garden instead of the rabbi, the Messiah, the good shepherd that he has truly been revealed to be. He is that good shepherd who calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they hear and know his voice. Jesus calls her and upon hearing his voice, Mary understands. And suddenly it all makes sense. 
It makes sense that the one who has gone before us in death has now come to offer us new and resurrected life. And this is news that needs to travel and travel fast. So Jesus gives his first post-resurrection instructions. He says, don't hold on to me. Don't hold on to me. That is easier said than done. As someone who holds on to the packaging of my Star Wars toys after I open them for display, that's hard to be told to not hold on to something you love. How much harder must it be for someone you love, for your Savior who has come to you? In fact, how hard is it to not hold on to the past and the way that things were because, of course, we love the good old days. But that's the difference about today. Jesus isn't worried about the good old days. He's inviting us to a new reality this day, resurrected life this day, something altogether new this day. Jesus is not here to maintain the order of the world, but to turn it upside down. Liberated from sin and death, we are free to go because Easter, brothers and sisters in Christ, is about letting go. It's about letting go of sin. That which separates us in relationship with each other. The cause of the death of our relationships in this life with each other and God. It means letting go of death itself. Because this day, death is no longer a finality, but a formality. And that is a very important distinction for us to understand. So Mary, even still perhaps holding on to just a little bit of her grief, you know what she does? She runs, because of course she does. She has news to share. Mary races back to the disciples, and she goes. She's the first apostle, and she preaches the first sermon post-resurrection. And the sermon goes like this. I have seen the Lord. This whole week, I've been running, running to try and make it all come together. Running around trying to find the perfect sermon for this moment. You know what? It was standing in front of me all along. You want to hear it? I have seen the Lord. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ, Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah.